Well, at first glance, uh, our gospel lesson today seems really to be about motivations. Why is it that we behave the way that we do in certain social situations? If we go to a party, uh, we choose to sit in a certain place, uh, do we do so so that we're recognized by certain people or seem to be held in certain regard? Or, or do we give parties so that we can be invited to parties? Or do we give presents so that we might be given presents in return? Uh, I think these are good questions. I think they're worthy of us to consider why do we behave the ways that we do? Are we simply trying to participate in a society where uh, status and um, things are given back and forth, or are we participating uh, and behaving in such a way that we know we're giving out of the goodness of our heart or participating in such a way that we're taking care of others without any expectation of return as our Lord has taught us? And I, again, I think these are good questions for us to consider. But this first line of our gospel lesson today is, is, has led me to think a lot about what Luke's been talking about the last few weeks, um, particularly about the Sabbath. And um, I want to talk about this particular passage. It's interesting to think about our motivations today in light of the motivations of the people of Jesus's day. And this particular passage, we, we skip a whole bunch. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that, um, but we skipped six verses or so in the middle. But the beginning of it is on the occasion of a Sabbath, Pharisees invited Jesus to come over to dinner on the Sabbath to see what he would do on the Sabbath. Well, you all know what Jesus is going to do on the Sabbath, right? He's going to heal people. He's going to uh, turn over tables. He's going to have his disciples pick grain. He's going to challenge the status quo of the day. We talked a little bit about that last Sunday as well. Because the things that Jesus is about are the things that God the Father is about are restoring us to right relationship with God and with each other. So the Pharisees invite Jesus over and uh, he tells this parable that we hear about at the end, um, but that is after Jesus has already healed another man who was sick on the Sabbath and they again begin to accuse him. I want to take just a moment so that we're really clear about what the big deal is about the Sabbath. And I want to read for us that actual commandment from Exodus chapter 20. It says this, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. For six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them but rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath and consecrated it. The Pharisees are really concerned about the things that happen on the Sabbath, but as Jesus points out, they themselves do certain things on the Sabbath. Last week we heard about them um, untying their animals and leading them out to get water and those kinds of things. Um, they're very concerned about a checklist of things that are supposed to be done or not done on that particular day of the week. Jesus is less concerned about that checklist, though he never is really trying to overturn the laws of the Sabbath, but he's much more concerned about restoring people to right relationship with God and with each other. That's the whole purpose of God's law. God's law was never given to be punitive. God's 
the Ten Commandments, all the 630 whatever laws of the Hebrew Bible were given, um, the Great Commandment, all the laws that God has given us, they're, they're not meant to prevent us from enjoying life. They're given to us so that we can live in right relationship with God and with each other. And so when Jesus comes along and is doing these things on the Sabbath, when he's healing people of disease, he's doing so because disease in Jesus' time separated people, right? If you had a disease, you couldn't live in community with your family, with your friends. You had to live outside. You had to live by yourself. You know, when Jesus comes along and heals people who'd been suffering from illness for 18 years, you know, he's doing so because he's compassionate. He knows that that person deserves to be living whole, full life. So when we talk about the Sabbath, it's important to keep in mind that um, it is a commandment and it is something that that we need to take some time to consider today. And that's what we're going to do. But it's not something that we're going to get a checklist for, like the Pharisees had, that we're going to make sure... um, I'm not going to follow you around and make sure you do something or don't do something on the Sabbath. And if you do or don't, I'm going to give you a hard time about it. All right. Let me just be clear there. But I want to talk about the Sabbath and I want to talk about why it's so important. First of all, we hear that God did it. In Genesis, God creates the world. And after God creates everything, God takes a step back. God doesn't need to rest. God is God. God is infinite and all of those things. But God takes a step back in order to rest and appreciate all that God has done. You and I have a tendency to work, 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 and never pause to appreciate what we've accomplished. We have a tendency to go from one thing to the next. Those of you who are in school, you have a tendency to go from one school project to the next school project to the next school project to the next grade to the next grade, you know, middle school, high school, college, job, work, 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 right? It's important to pause, to celebrate. In the church, we do this every week. We go work, 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 and we have a Sunday, and then we don't pause. We just come around the next day and start working again. And I really feel like we need to pause and celebrate. Like, oh, we just had a really great Sunday. You know, God was worshiped, and great classes were taught, and people came, and we had a wonderful time. So God models that for us from the beginning in creation. And then when God gives us the gift of the law, he reminds us in the Ten Commandments that six days of the week, yeah, sure, that's fine. You can work six days. But on that seventh day, you need to take a break because you need some rest. And I don't think in America we believe that we need rest anymore, but we do. (laughs) We desperately need some rest. We need it for our physical well-being, for our emotional well-being, for our spiritual well-being. We need to rest because if we don't, we can't recharge We can't be as productive. I mean, there's tons of research out there about, you know, uh, countries that give more vacation and time away, how much more productive they are. Um, Even in our own country, people that don't take their days off, you know, they they tend to be sick more, they're less productive when they're at work, all those kinds of things. Um, It's scientifically proven, like we're made to have some rest. We we need eight hours of sleep a night, all those kinds of things. God, God is teaching us that. Uh, science is teaching us that. So why aren't we doing it? We're hearing about the Sabbath in the context of our gospel lesson today in the month of September because for many of us, this is sort of the launch or the beginning of back to school or uh, sort of a new season of busyness. 
And I think we have a real opportunity right now, particularly because tomorrow is Labor Day, to <laughs> meditate on the importance of rest, right? What is the Sabbath? What does it look like for you and I today? We all know traditionally in the Hebrew Bible, the Sabbath is sundown from Friday night to sundown on Saturday, right? And what happens on that day is resting in the Lord. So it could be going to church, could be studying scripture, it could be sharing a meal with family and friends, could be taking a nap. It should be taking a screen break for 24 hours. <laughs> imagine, imagine, can you imagine 24 hours without a screen? Whoa. Sundown Friday to sundown Saturday may not work for you. And I think that if we get wrapped up in the minutia, then we might just not do it. So let's not get wrapped up in that. If that 24-hour period doesn't work for you, pick another 24-hour period during the week that might work for you. If Sunday morning worship is part of that, Sunday morning formation is part of that, Sabbath rest for you, then make those two hours part of the 24. I don't care what 24-hour period you pick, but pick 24 hours during the week in which you commit to rest in the Lord. I don't care what you do during those 24 hour periods. I hope that you worship. I hope that you study. I hope that you spend time with God in nature, in your garden or hiking. I hope that you spend time with God in prayer and in, in God's word. I hope that you feed your soul by listening to wholesome music. I hope that you take a screen break, but you have to figure out what it looks like for you to rest on the Sabbath in the Lord. If I were to prescribe that to you, I would be just like the Pharisees. And that's not really what I want to do. And I certainly don't want to follow you around with a clipboard to make sure you're doing it. All right. But I know that if we commit each of us individually to Sabbath rest, that we will be healthier, that we will be happier, that we will be more faithful Christians, followers of Jesus, and that God will bless us through those efforts. Brothers and sisters, tomorrow is Labor Day. It's an opportunity for us to really be intentional about resting in the Lord. I hope that you'll take tomorrow, whatever plans that you might have, to really think and pray about how you can begin to incorporate Sabbath rest more intentionally in your lives. Talk with your family, your partner, talk with your friends, talk with your parents about how you can begin, if you're not already, carving out a 24-hour period every week uh, to rest in the Lord. And I hope and I pray that as we go about that together, um, that we will grow ever closer to God and to one another. Amen.